Hello. Hi. Little Miss Samantha saved my life yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So again, we all owe Samantha an apology. Or, or I'm making you a cowgirl. Whatever, I'm not a cowgirl. No. <laughs> I don't know. You did pretty good yesterday. I think I just, my fat ass hit the ground and they were scared. <laughs> they were scared. We went out. I, um, Stacy will be so proud of me on this one. I woke up yesterday morning with like a major instinct to not go to the land by myself. Coral had to work. The babies were with their dad. <clears throat> Samantha had, you know, like the day off of work, but she's been working so hard that she was just exhausted. But, and so I had to go and take care of the animals. And I mean, I do it by myself all the time, don't I? Yeah. All the time. And it's no big deal. But yesterday morning I was like, something kept telling me, do not go by yourself. Do not go by yourself. So <clears throat> for the first time ever, I listened to instinct mm-hmm. and called Samantha. No, I texted or something. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. Instinct is saying not to go to the land by myself today. Can somebody please come with me? And Samantha was like, do I have to put on a bra? <laughs> that determines on if I'm leaving the house or not. And I did not put on a bra. And I, <laughs> and I was like, no, I just need you to go with me to feed and haul water, blah, blah, blah. So we get out there, we get out to the land, and cow 15... Who's a bitch, I hate this cow. Which is Samantha's nemesis, right? It's the one that kicked my ass, if you recall. <clears throat> right. She's the cow. red one. Um, she had, I don't know, 100 feet of barbed wire wrapped around her neck and dragging behind her. And we both were like, oh, shit. Well, so I was like, okay, just stay in the car, right. <laughs> stay in the truck. And I got out and, I mean, just petted her on her head and talked to her, whatever, pulled the barbed wire off. It was no big deal. It was no big deal until the rest of the goddamn cows decide that they're going to step in the wire and blah, 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 blah. And so now the wire is wrapped around, not wrapped around, but stuck on two different cows' feet. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I mean, it's 100 feet of it that's all balled up up and yeah whatever so I throw down some corn on the ground and sorry throw down some corn so that they don't run off and they stay right there and I get our paddle out and the first one I got it off her foot just fine and then I you know I'm keeping a distance I'm staying you know far enough away from behind them blah 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 and I made the mistake of stepping into the middle of the barbed wire to push it down while I hit it off of her foot and my foot slid into the middle of the ball of barbed wire. And right then the cow jerked her foot and it tightened around my ankle. Like, I mean, so tight. And I mean, instantly I was like, Samantha, it's stuck. It's, it's on me. It's on my foot is stuck. And right then, because I scream, it scared the cows and the cows take off and they go to move. And then Samantha jumps out of the, of the truck and runs towards me. Anyway, when I came down, I instinctually went to my stomach, which twisted the barbed wire tightly around my ankle. Yeah. And anyway, all's, all's well that ends well, but had Samantha not been there. It was wild. It was crazy. I was like, I don't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> well, you did exactly what you should have done in the situation. So, I mean, I got out, but woo, I was sore. I am sore today um, just from hitting the ground and being drug a little bit. But, um, but, I mean, ranching is not easy. Yeah. And it's dangerous. And 
shocked it's not me. It wasn't me. I know. And that was like, I don't know. But I mean, as soon as I got out of the barbed wire, I mean, obviously I jumped into the truck and I'm, you know, all my adrenaline is, is going and I'm shaking and whatever. And I just looked at Samantha and I was like, woo, instinct. Yeah. Gotta Always listen to instinct. Follow it when it's there. Because, man, that could have been really bad. Yeah, it could have. That could have been... That <laughs> Could you imagine saying, no, I want to stay home today, and then... You'd be dead. Maybe drugged to death out of the land. Yeah, that'd be tra- pretty traumatizing. <laughs> that would be awful. And nobody would have even known. Like, because I'm known to go out there and just be out there for... Hours. Hours and hours and hours, and there's no cell phone service. So it probably no- wouldn't have been until, like, dark that anybody would have been like, huh, interesting. Where's mom? Right. Because, I mean... So you say you're just running out there and you get stuck out there all the time. Right. I, I'm, I do that all the time. But yeah, so it would not have been good. It would not have been good. But I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. And Samantha, I'm going to make a little cowgirl out of her yet. I yeah, swear. let's not get too wild. <laughs> yeah. Let's calm it down. But it was interesting. I mean, it <clears throat> shit happens to even the most experienced and not that I'm like so experienced and so whatever, but... And shit happens. People get hurt all the time dealing with animals. All the time. Yeah. 15, I hate her, though. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yesterday, though, like, that wasn't their fault. Right. You know, in fact, I think that if they were not as tame as they are, that would have been way worse. Yeah. You know? I mean, they didn't... I mean, they ran a little bit, but they didn't... I mean, for as horrible as the situation as that could have been... It was really, like, no yeah, big deal. not as bad as it should have been. As it should have been, right. Yeah. So, thank God that, that they are that they are tame. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so. Of course we get out there, though, and I'm like, 15. Of course it's freaking 15. <laughs> it's always 15. It's always 15. She's trouble. Yeah. I don't, and I don't even know where that straight wire came from, because it's not the wire that we use out there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either, and it was a lot of it, so... I don't know, but I mean, I guess maybe somebody, one of the neighbors, maybe the wind caught it or caught something. Caught it or in the yard. I don't know. I don't know, but I have no idea even where that wire came from. But then you know. Well, now you have wire. I, I don't use that kind of wire though, so nor will I. I mean, now I'm like <laughs> traumatized by it, and now you're gonna have to like unravel the whole thing. Thank God though that it wasn't the kind of wire that we use, or I would have got cut to shit. Yeah, I would have got cut up really bad, but. At any rate, and that and my animals, you know, but nobody was hurt. The cows weren't hurt. Yeah, she wasn't even faced. She was just like, "Did you bring food?" Yeah, she didn't care. She she did not. We probably care could at have all. left it on her. She would have been like, "Cool." Yeah. <laughs> Great. Now I can trap Sam with this and kill her next time she comes out. Right. <laughs> no, no. She's trying to kill me. <laughs> well, I brought the case today. Yay. And it's kind of, it's a short one. Okay. Um, because, um, like, like a lot of these, there isn't a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to tell the story. Okay. So I am Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is the suspended sentence. You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Patreon, the suspended sentence podcast. Our email address is the suspended sentence podcast at gmail.com. And you can buy Tracy's book anywhere that books are sold. We're going to do Better World Books again today. Okay. Better World Books. Okay. Um, IDP and the 13 components to criminal thinking and behavior. Perfect. Boom. boom, boom. Okay. So this is a case out of North Dakota. Oh, okay. And 
this woman's name is Kathy Bonderson. And she was born Catherine J. Omolf, and she was born July 8th, 1952, in New Rockford, North Dakota. She was the daughter of Milton and Marion Omolf. She grew up and went to school and graduated and everything right there in New Rockford. I don't even know where that is. It's in North Dakota. <laughs> I know that, but I don't know where that. I'm usually, right. I know like North Dakota, South Dakota names of towns. But. Yeah, no. And she she married a man after she graduated from high school. And, you know, I mean, it's the 70s. So women, you get married and have kids, right? Yeah. Um, she married a man by the name of Robert Bonderson, May 20th of 1978. Also, they got married in the town that they grew up in. <clears throat> she did work after she had they had two children together and she did work at the Lutheran home of the Good Shepherd. They were staunch Lutherans. Um and like I said they had two kids, two teenage boys and the boys were um well they were teenage boys. They were naughty. They were naughty and they wanted to do what they wanted to do, right? And one night around 2 a.m. on October 25th, 1987, the 35-year-old nurse, Kathy, had an argument with her husband, Robert, about their teenage son, Jamie, who had not come home. Robert had done, like, just like a ugh, looking for him, knowing that, you know, the little son of a bitch is out doing whatever the hell he wants. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Tough love kind of scenario, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he was unsuccessful in finding him. And Kathy like, drove around, like, the road and was like, mm, I didn't see him, so... Bye. Yeah. Yeah. And mom's like, no, bring my baby home. Right. Exactly. She, she though, when he came home for half-assed looking for him was angry because A, she was late for work. B, he didn't find her son. C, like this was annoying and, and they're fighting back and forth about this, you know, spoiled little brat and she babies him and blah, blah, blah. Like they're having a full blown out fight over where this kid is. Right. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be at work. They're fighting, blah, blah, blah. So she decides that she's going to go look for him. So she goes off to look for him to try and find him. And about 30 minutes later, Jamie, her son, actually notices his mama's car driving down the road. So what does he do? Runs. Hides. Mm -hmm. Right? He slinks down underneath a bridge. He's with his girlfriend, of course. I used to do this shit. I can't talk that much crap. He hides. (laughs) Right. I mean, this is normal teenage bullshit, right? He hides under the bridge ducks out of sight so that she wouldn't notice him. But he does notice that another vehicle is following her or behind her, whatever. Another vehicle is behind her, following her, whatever. That would be the last time that anybody saw her alive. Oh, I thought you were going to say something happened to Jamie. Right. No, no. Mm -hmm. An hour later, Kathy's 1974 Ford Torento was found engulfed in flames on a gravel road north of a town near a railroad crossing. Her body was inside the car on the passenger seat. Oh. After firefighters put out the fire, her body was removed and an investigation into the crash begins. But it's a half-ass investigation. Well, it's not a crash if you're in the passenger seat. But okay. Well, the sheriff believed that the fire started from the front of the car He believed that Kathy, for some unknown reason, swerved to the right as she approached the railroad crossing and went over the exposed tracks. He believes that when the car went into the ditch and caught fire, 
that is what thrust her into the passenger side seat. That's his explanation as to what happened. Okay, my explanation would be like the door, say if there's damage on the driver's side that she couldn't get out or something and went to climb over. Or something. That's right. more reasonable than she was thrust over there. Right. I mean, if you, go into a, if you go into a ditch, you're going to go forward. I, you know, I don't okay, know. if you're turning, but also your, like, gear shift and everything is in the middle. Your legs are below that. Most of your body is below that that would stop you from entering the other seat. Right. But that's the sheriff's findings of this investigation. Well, the sheriff sounds like an idiot. Right. Well, it's going to get worse. <clears throat> Love that. So her death is, is ruled a traffic fatality, but the fire chief is like, mm, Sheriff, really? No, 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 no. Come on. Things are not adding up for him in his mind. And he pushes and pushes and pushes, which honestly does what to the sheriff? Pisses him off. Right. Right? So now you've got, you know, a... It's the arrogance. Right. Now you've got a, well, it's my jurisdiction. Well, it's my case. Well, it's this. Well, it's that. Well, it's whatever. And who's going to get the final say, right? And the sheriff thinks that he's going to win because the sheriff technically wins these yeah, things, right? It's a dick measuring contest. It is. Absolutely. I mean, the sheriff is not taking it well that he's being questioned or his authority is being challenged more than anything. Um, so... What the what the fire chief does is says, no, the investigation is not closed. And if you don't let me do like what I need to do, I'm going to get a court order. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it to court. Well, meantime, I mean, they're Lutheran. And so burial quickly. She's been buried. They didn't do an autopsy. They didn't do like anything. And the fire chief is like, exhume that body and let us do our job. Yeah. Like, let's get all of the information here. Right. So. The fireman's name is, his last name is um, Byram. So he, like you said, he goes as far as threatening a court order and he was absolutely prepared to do it. So the sheriff finally agrees that, okay, we'll let you do that. So they exhume her body. Again, the sheriff is pissed watching his every move, like has to be involved in every little step, which is suspicious to me, but whatever. The autopsy results suggest that she was killed before the fire was ignited because there was no carbon monoxide in her lungs at all. Oh, so she, yeah, she was dead beforehand. So now the firemen are looking at this like, okay, Sheriff, accident what? Yeah. No, this is a cover-up. Somebody killed her and then caught her car on fire to cover it up. You have a murder. This is a homicide. This isn't an accident. Yeah. Right. But the fire chief continues to look into it because the sheriff, again, is doing jack shit. He's not doing anything. So the fire chief. And let me tell you, I don't know if you've ever like accidentally started a fire or had a fire or had to deal with the fire department at all. But those boys are smart. Yeah. (laughs) They can find the cause of like they're smart. Right. I accidentally started a fire one time. (laughs) There's cotton in my outside. Remember this? Do you remember? My whole yard was full of cotton and I saw on freaking TikTok. That's what you ever watching TikTok. God damn it. Where you can just light the cotton on fire and just quick, then it's all gone. Well, it does quick, all catch on fire. And then anything that's in in its way, like, you know, fences, Houses. houses, you know, anything like that that's dried out and flammable catches on fire. And I caught the neighbor's tree on fire. 
So anyway, I attempted to conceal that to the fire department and they knew right away what the hell happened. I mean, they, they could track it back to where it was started. Right. It's like, how do you, like, it's gone. The cotton is gone. How did they do that? But they can. They're smart. <laughs> okay, so this is what the fireman finds. Her car keys were found virtually undamaged on the floorboard, even though the entire interior of the truck or of her car was melted. But her car keys are perfectly fine. There were no tire tracks that show Kathy had veered off the side of the road. The only tracks, the only tire vehicles that were there that the sheriff said were from her car were actually from the fire trucks. Uh Big size difference in those tires. And then when they inspected Kathy's car, they noticed that it was totally burned but found no structural damage at all. So it was lit on fire. Which would insinuate she did not crash in the ditch, and she certainly didn't crash in a ditch to an extent that would make her body go to the other side of the vehicle. Right. That did not happen. Right. They also found that there was 12 gallons of gasoline still in the tank of her car, Hmm. and there was no damage whatsoever to the fuel line. So they finally conclude that the fire had started in several different areas. Mm. So it was not it was not an accident. It was not because of, of that. It's not the engine catching on fire. Correct. Tests that were conducted on Kathy's clothes and her car's carpeting revealed that each contained that each contained traces of gasoline on the interior of her vehicle and on her clothes. Hmm. So gasoline was dumped on her. Yeah. Supporting, and that supports this theory, right? Then several days after the incident, a gasoline can was found near the scene. Ah, cute. However, the sheriff refused to change the status of the case from accident to homicide, claiming that there was absolutely no evidence of murder. What? Right. The fireman, though, believes that Kathy's death was not an accident. And he's like, here's all of the evidence, Sheriff. What are you talking about? Like, this, is, this was not an accident. He believed that somebody murdered her, then sat her, set her body on fire to make it look like an accident. Right. Which, all the evidence points to that. Correct. Um, however, no suspects in her death were ever pub- publicly identified. No one was ever interviewed. No one was ever held accountable. To this day. Fast forward. Oh, okay. November 2005. Okay. Detectives decide to look at the case again. Cold case investigators reopen the case. They don't reopen the case. They just look at the case again. Okay. And another, another autopsy is performed on her. I was going to say, what was her cause of death listed as? Um, It was her traffic fatality. It was still listed as that after the autopsy? Yep. No, the sheriff refused to allow them to change it. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Very, because it wasn't by fire because there was no smoke in her lungs. Right. But then, because isn't that like the coroner's job? Like that's his jurisdiction if we're like playing that game. Correct. But they didn't have a cause of death because it's, I mean, they just know that she wasn't, she didn't die in a fire. Hmm. There was nothing else in there. I don't know if they only detect her lungs or what, but so they um, exhume her body again to look at her body again after all of this time. And this time, it's proved that she had 100% definitely been murdered. 
Now it's discovered that there were injuries to her neck and her throat that were not consistent with an accident. To strangle? It yes. Sorry, I beat the punch line there. Yes. How how they, how did they miss that? Because they weren't looking. They weren't That's looking. how. Yeah. yeah. And if her body was burned, then there wouldn't have been like marks or anything like ligatures. Right. But yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So now though, now they get to start all over again. Fourteen years later, how do you do that? Right. She's, Remember, she's decomposed. Ab- well, and it's been 14 years. All this evidence is gone. What happens to people's memories in 14 years? Yeah. Because the sish is initially, Jamie, her son, had said he saw mom drive by and then there was a vehicle behind her. Behind her. But now he is saying, well, I think my dad was driving and my mom was in the passenger seat. I, I mean, memory. Right. You know, I mean, nobody has, it's 14 years, 14 years later. So... They're going to start at the beginning with the husband, right? So they go to track him down because husbands or wives or spouses or boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever, are always the first thing that law enforcement goes to. And, and the case is not, does not move on until that person is ruled out because it's the most common, right? Right. So they go to try and find him. It's November. They don't find him until February of 2006. So just a couple months later, but they discover that he wasn't in North Dakota anymore. He was living in Thermopolis, Wyoming. Oh. The police make contact with him and schedule a time to sit down and chat. After talking to the police, though, he vanishes. Like, completely vanishes. He leaves his bank, credit cards, like, everything behind and just vanishes. February, March, April, two months later, they find out that he had actually committed suicide in a cabin in Montana outside of Billings. So the cops make contact with him. He schedules an appointment to go in and talk to him. And then he goes and commits suicide. Not suspicious at all. Right. So now that they're investigating, they find out. And Therop from Billings, Montana is not close. Um, it's not super far, though. But it's not it's like, like three far. hours. It's more than that, isn't No, it's it? not. Thermop to Lovell and Lovell over to, to Billings oh, going yeah. that way. If you don't go over the mountain, I guess that's yep. true. It's only like three three and a half hours it's not I very far that's true yeah okay yeah um but so now that they're investigating it right they discover that robert had actually started dating another woman a few months prior to kathy's death mm. and also two months so three months before she dies he starts a relationship with the woman who he would marry shortly after she died and stayed with forever i mean until he died so three months before she dies he is in a relationship with another woman two months before she dies he takes out a fifty thousand dollar life insurance policy on her then she dies it's always the fucking life insurance policy and cheating husband it's always him yeah so what cops are saying now is oh case closed case closed he did it he did it. With, but there's no, like, actual hard proof evidence that he's who did it. But, I mean, it looks like he did it. Um, It does look like he did it. However, could you imagine, I mean, like, if you didn't do it? Yeah. And you get in a fight with your wife and she takes off and then something happens to her because you're being, because you didn't go and, you know, the, he was out before looking for his son. Yeah. 
and got lazy about it, like tough loving, you know, whatever, got lazy about it. Then his wife goes out to do it and she gets killed. Yeah. Could you imagine Jamie? Yeah. The guilt there? Yeah. Especially because he was like hiding and he would, she would have just gone home if he had gotten in the car. Right. Right. And so, I mean, it looks like he did it, but you don't know. If he did it, he got a hell of a suspended sentence, right? Yeah. I mean, never even got interviewed by the police. Never even had to talk to them. And if he didn't do it, then having the cops come back 14 years later and being like, now you have to relive all of this all over again. I could not find any information about the kids, like where they were, if they still have a relationship with their dad, if they like what that did to them after that happened. There's zero information about that. Jamie did graduate from high school um, two years later. And I mean, if it's the same guy, he's still in the same town. You know, I mean, I, I looked, but I, I mean, if it's the same person, I don't know. Yeah, especially since his dad got married so fast afterwards. Right. Right. Hmm. But who knows? Who knows? That's wild. That's sad. It's super sad. The other thing is, is that like, she wasn't a little woman. I mean, she wasn't like huge, but she wasn't like, you know, she couldn't, like you couldn't get into a small accident or something and be thrown to the other side. You know I mean? It's not like swerve really hard and go. She's 105 pounds. No, 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 no. I mean, she wasn't fat or anything, but she wasn't small. You know what I mean? I mean, she was just an average, an average woman. She wasn't five foot, 98 pounds. No, no. And well, so that's I mean, what I was thinking about because like, I'm not fat, but I'm like thicker. I'm a little thick. If I'm sitting in my car, like I said, my hips sit at the point where I can't even imagine how that would happen. Yeah, like the whole the like sheriff's... my legs would stop me. Yeah, the sheriff's entire theory, and especially being a car, if it was a truck or an SUV or something. You know, that where the seat is higher, but a car, like, you're kind of sat down in. Well, even in my SUV, I don't know that that would work. Yeah, I just think the, sh- the cops did a shitty job. They did a super shitty job. Like, again. It's always, always the shitty cops. Small town, step up your game. Seriously. And it doesn't even, like... I get that your pickings are slim, but come on. And then as soon as he gets questioned or his authority gets called into question, right? He's like, like you said, dick measuring contest of, no, uh, this is, the, it's the most unfeasible, unrealistic bullshit thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And there's no evidence to support it whatsoever. I agree. But poor woman and the family. It's so sad. Like there's, but, but the law enforcement is considering the case closed now. Which... Again, I think is the laziest freaking display of, of law enforcement investigation ever. Right. Where they are just starting over and are like, hey, can we talk to you? And then he kills himself and he's like, okay, that's done. Like, so oh, the that's an admission of guilt. If he still, like, do the investigation and if fingers still point to him, then yes, mark it closed. Right. But do some investigation. Right. And they're not. Talk to his wife. Talk to his, you know. Right. And they're literally saying, though, that because... Which, again, I think is bullshit because every murder investigation starts with the person that's closest to them, their spouse or their boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And because they can't move past that, 
That just must be that. Hmm. I mean, even now, I think that it is the worst display of law enforcement investigation. If it was the dad, the son would have recognized the dad's car following her. You would think. But, But again, like I said... The kid later, now, 14 years later, says, yeah, my dad was driving that car. My dad was driving. My mom was in the passenger seat. Okay, well, then how did dad get home? Right. Did he walk home? Did he? Which I'm assuming it's not a very big town, which is feasible. Okay, but but then did he see his dad walk home? No. Did any neighbors see that? Did, I mean, did they ask? Right. That's the point. Hmm. Right. Well, I hate that. Yeah, it's awful. And, you know, like looking at this, there's no podcasts have covered it. Nobody has talked about this case. I mean, it is it is a silent case. Completely silent. Yeah. It sucks because there's like so little information on some of these. Right. Right. And I think that there is so, so little information, though, because nobody's talking. Yeah. You know, and how we, I don't know. I don't I don't think that the case should be closed. I don't think it should be either. I think they should do a proper investigation. And again, if it all points to the husband at that point, cool. Mark it. <clears throat> now, his widow, now his second wife, she says there's absolutely no way that he could have done it. That he was loving and kind and... De- I mean, again, she's, you know, the other woman in this, in this situation. Say, insert but- my... Very loud eye roll. Correct. But just because somebody will cheat on you doesn't mean that they're going to kill you. Right. I mean, those are two vastly different things. Just because he's a shitty human being as far as loyalty is concerned, you know, doesn't mean that, doesn't make But he could also be abusive and horrible to one person. I'm not saying that he was, but you could be abusive and horrible to one person and the best husband in the entire world to another person. Absolutely. The reaction that you have... And the man that you were married to could have been a polar opposite from the person from the man that she was married to. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's what I was absolutely I was thinking that so actually just, today about how like how some people are even me, me included, like super freaking toxic with some people. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I'm not a toxic person. I'm not toxic. I'm I mean, I think that I'm really caring and loving and conscientious of what I'm doing. But some people that I'm around Toxic as hell. Yeah. And so her experience with him is... Could be completely different. He could have been the greatest husband in the entire world. You don't know... She doesn't know their relationship. She knows what he told you about their relationship. Correct. So... Yeah, for sure. But all of that information together, though, equals something. You know? I mean, and they're not even asking. They're not even asking. They're not even... Doing anything about it. You know? What did he do for a living? Where did he work? What was their financial situation? What was their... I mean, like, all of that stuff that they should... That they would be able to get without having anybody to have to remember. You know? Yeah. And they're doing nothing. They were just like, oh... And how soon after she died did they move to Wyoming? Um, It was years later. It was years later. um, Because the kids graduated from the high school that they were in but were they living with dad i don't know we don't know that they could have taken off right then and kids could have lived with grandparents or aunts or uncles or yeah there's there's no information none because they didn't do anything for 14 years for 14 years absolutely nothing it's wild yeah it's a sad case it's super sad very very sad 
So if anybody knows anything about this, please shoot me an email or any family members hear this or the son, Jamie, I would love to talk to you. I would love to tell your mom's story. Seriously though. But, but anybody, like I would love to, I mean, just know more. Yeah. Cause that's sad in her story. I mean, even like information about her. Yeah. And we hate doing stories like this. Like, unless we can go deep and we actually... Feel like we can do them justice on their story. We don't like even covering them, but there is nothing. I don't even like covering the cases where you can only get information about, like, their death. Like, I want to know who they were as a person. Right. Because that's the thing. Is, yes, some gruesome cases, but, like, these are people. And Mm -hmm. they were loved by people. And they had friends. And they were, you know... Right. So I don't even like cases like this where you're like can barely get right too much about them. I'm super interested in what Robert did for a living. Yeah. Because I'm super interested in why that sheriff did nothing. Yeah. Was I'm he a cop or something? I really want to know what he did or if he was contracted with law enforcement in some way or if they were related or a, yeah. I mean something. I would really, really, really like to know that. Seriously. But I don't know. Ugh. Or what his ties were to, I mean, it could be completely not related to Robert. It could be the, it could be the sheriff covering for the, I mean, whatever. But you just don't know because there's nothing, nothing at all. That's wild. That's yeah. a, that's sad. It's really sad. So that's my case today. <sighs> it's short and sweet, but well, not, not sweet. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's short, but I wanted to tell it. I yeah. wanted to tell this one you know, at the end of season one and not have to wait until season three. I agree. So thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you, guys. Stay safe.